Jeff Brom was introduced as the new head football coach at the University of Louisville on Thursday afternoon. On today's episode of the Locked On the Louisville podcast, we're going to react to his press conference. We'll also talk about 2023 football recruiting and more. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. As always, I want to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. On Thursday evening, afternoon, evening, one of the two, Jeff Brom was introduced as the new head football coach at the University of Louisville. We're going to talk about the, um, the takeaways and react to the introductory press conference. We'll also talk about uh, Brom and the 2023 recruiting class. And then we will conclude the show by uh, diving into the weekly mailbag. So, as I mentioned, Thursday, the athletic administration met, the board of trustees met, and the contract was approved for Jeff Brom to be the next head football coach at the University of Louisville. I thought that the press conference would be on Friday. Obviously, I was incorrect. It was late on Thursday. Um, there was a lot of people at uh, Cardinal Stadium to witness uh, Jeff Brom being introduced, and it seemed like a very fun atmosphere. To be completely um, you know, honest and straightforward, there's not much you can truly take away from an introductory press conference. Obviously, you want to be excited, uh, so you try to convince yourselves if you're not already excited, which obviously with Jeff Brom being the new head coach, there's no need to try to convince yourself because it's um, it's very obvious that this fan base has been rejuvenated. Um, there have been reports that season ticket sales have gone through the roof. Um, the ticket office has had quite the busy day, uh, busy past couple days. So that um, you know just leads to show you that it's going to be a very very fun fall for the fan base, assuming that uh, the Cardinals look good on the field. Now, granted, um, also. It's all about winning games. It's a feel-good story. Jeff Brom finally being brought home. It's a feel-good story. It has the opportunity, you know, to be a very, very successful um, tenure here at the University of Louisville for Jeff Brom. But you know, he even mentioned it. As nice as this was from a sentimental aspect, it's all about winning games, and um, it's it's great to be back in Louisville. But his main focus is winning games. Josh Hurd even said this is, hey, look, we didn't hire Jeff Brom because he's from Louisville. We hired him because he, we think that he is the best option out there for us to have gone out and gotten. Um, the main takeaway from this press conference for me was that Jeff Brom just gets it. He understands it. He um, is exactly what the University of Louisville fan base has been looking for and one of the main gripes for Scott Satterfield was that the fan base didn't necessarily feel like Satterfield understood 
um, you know, what this program was looking for, um, you know, as it pertains to the rivalry with Kentucky, so on and so forth. Um, but it doesn't seem to be like it's going to be the case for Jeff Brom. And like I mentioned on yesterday's show, this hire is exactly what this university needed. It's what this community needed to unify um, or unite, I should say, to get back into the stands, to increase that fan support. Look, Louisville football fans have been just looking for some inspiration over the past couple of years. Obviously, the recruiting of the 2023 uh, class started to increase that inspiration, but not a lot of people were sold on Scott Satterfield. Um, but Jeff Brom is a different story. I think that um, there were some hard feelings after 2018, and we'll talk about that here in just a second, when um, Jeff Brom declined the University of Louisville, is that a lot of people still wanted Jeff Brom after that. There was an opportunity last year where it seemed like Satterfield might be getting let go, and obviously Brom was possibly waiting in the wings, but that didn't end up coming to fruition. This year when Satterfield left, it seemed like you know the writing was on the wall. The option was clear, and credit to Josh Hurd and company for getting this move done quickly and not wasting any time. So um, you know, hats off to the athletics department and um, office. So um, but from a um, just an overall vibes check, I guess you could say the vibes were pretty solid. Um, it was an exciting press conference, inspirational. Um, it just felt right. It felt like the right move. As I mentioned, uh, Jeff Brom gets it. You know, as a guy who grew up being a fan of the University of Louisville, growing up in the city, playing at Louisville, uh, coaching at Louisville early on in his career, he understands the expectations for this program. He understands the expectations from the fan base. He knows the level in which the University of Louisville should be at and where he wants to take this program, so on and so forth. So I think that that's one thing that fans definitely um, relished at uh, on Thursday is just hearing it verbally. Obviously, we kind of knew it, but listening to Jeff Brom at the podium say, look, I understand everything about this job. Um, you know, it was the right timing. I will say I was upset in 2018, as most fans were when he decided to stay at Purdue. Um, on the podium, he explained that he felt as if he had an obligation to, um, you know, stay and fill some of the um, – promises and things that he said he would accomplish at Purdue said he wouldn't be able to look in the mirror at himself had he um, let that go. So as much as I didn't like it at the time, I respect him for being true to that and um, seeing um, that process through. He said he feels like after year six at Purdue that the program is in a good spot. He's in a good spot to uh, take a new challenge, and I'm very, very excited to see where he can take this program. A very interesting note that he made, and it just kind of goes to show you just how unexpected this move was. He was explaining how he figured out that the job was open. He took his uh, son to school Monday morning and um, was about to pack to leave to go out of town, and his son texted him to look at Twitter. And uh, he did, and that's how he found out about Scott Satterfield leaving for Cincinnati, just like pretty much all of us. So I think that that just kind of reiterates just how 
overall wild and unexpected that move was, how it was a move seemingly came out of left field, out of nowhere. So um, I just thought that that was pretty interesting. Um, the questions asked, I I wish there were some more questions about the transfer portal and, um, you know, uh, possible staff members for his coaching staff. But, you know, I, I have no problem with the questions that were asked. Michael McCammon of uh, Cardinal Authority 24-7 Sports asked about the 2023 recruiting class. He mentioned that he was going to be getting on the road uh, here shortly. He had been already been talking to some commits, guys that weren't committed, guys that were committed. Obviously, the race to signing day is going to be a very uh, jam-packed um, journey over the next couple weeks. So, um, you know, he mentioned offensively that it's going to be a very fun offense that scores a lot of points, that moves the ball around, that runs occasionally when it needs to. A lot of people took that as a um, possibly a playful jab at Scott Satterfield. Obviously, no confirmation on that, but uh, that's how a lot of people took it. But um, it, it was just uh, from a vibes perspective, um, everything you would hope for from the press conference. Obviously, not much that you can take away from it in terms of substance and, um, you know, different things that you probably wouldn't have known. It just kind of reiterated that um, it seems like the future for global football is very exciting, very promising. And obviously, um, it all starts with recruiting and the transfer portal. Speaking of recruiting, one of the main topics for Jeff Brom's um, head coaching hire so far from the fan base is how is he going to keep this recruiting class intact? Well, we're going to break it down a little bit more here in just a second after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting needs. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So moving right on along, discussing the 2023 recruiting class for the Louisville Cardinals. Obviously, just a week ago, seemingly looked like there was a chance that this could be the best recruiting class in school history. The coaching change makes things very challenging. I will say this for starters. It is almost unheard of for a coach to um, leave and another to come into the program and keep the whole recruiting class from the previous coaching staff. It's just not realistic. Even at the top of the food chain with you know the top programs, that just doesn't happen. Maybe they retain a majority of the recruiting class, but there's going to be some decommitments. Um, unfortunately for Louisville, the possibility of getting the number one recruiting class in school history had to come during a coaching change. And um, you know, seemingly these changes never come at an ideal time for recruiting. Um, you do have a couple weeks before signing day, so where you can try to start to build a relationship with the current commitments and guys that were already um, considering the school. But um, look, I don't think that the sky is falling if 
if uh, I was going to say if Scott Satterfield, if Jeff Brom weren't able to keep the majority of Flyville 23 because, you know, you're trusting uh, – if you're a recruit, you're trusting a coaching staff that you might not necessarily know much about. Now, granted, I know that the perception was that a lot of these recruits didn't commit due to Scott Satterfield, but more so based upon the school, NIL, Adidas, so on and so forth. We're going to see just how realistic that is. Um, obviously, two D commitments have – already happened in uh, number one running back Ruben Owens and um, three-star safety Jaden Davis out of Swanee, Georgia. Um, sorry, my nose has been itching for the past three minutes. I don't really know why, but oh well. Uh, back on track. Um, obviously, losing Ruben Owens, it sucks. There's no other way to put it. He's dynamic. I think that he is one of the most impressive high school running backs that I have seen over the past decade. Um, he's going to be very, very successful at Texas A&M. Jaden Davis was a solid defensive back prospect from Georgia, um, already been offered by Cincinnati. He could definitely be a option to follow uh, Scott Satterfield to Cincinnati. Um, Brian Brown also up there as well. Derek uh, Nicholson. Um, and uh, I'm not sure if Greg Gasparato has followed Satterfield or if he's staying. I, I know that there's still some coaching news, so um, we'll just have to see how that works out. Um, but overall, that's tough to see. Um, but so far, Louisville still has 12 commitments in the class. I think that for Jeff Brom, the blueprint of success is going to be trying to hold on to the majority of the current commitments and and look to try to get some of um the guys he had committed at purdue um and then maybe a, a guy or two that wasn't committed at all um obviously the big news jeff Brown will be in california this weekend to watch st john bosco in the championship game and get to talk with stephen pierce clarkson the california recruits as well um, it seems like at this moment, obviously, if Pierce Clarkson stays, you feel good about the other California recruits, but that is going to be the main focus. Uh, there's two things to focus on here. Number one, that is if Pierce Clarkson and company are okay with Jeff Brom as the hire, and Jeff Brom is okay with um, you know taking commitments from uh, Pierce Clarkson and company. Uh, very highly rated prospects, so you would assume that he would, and vice versa with a very um, unique and innovative offense. Uh, you would have to think that the um, guys in this class, Pierce Clarkson and company, would be ecstatic, DeAndre Moore, so on and so forth. But who knows? Obviously, this weekend will be a telltale sign. It's going to be interesting leading up to signing day. Um, I think that – you know, you can't treat social media as gospel, but um, Madden Sanker, Luke Burgess, and um, and William Fowles uh, all seem to be uh, solid in their commitments so far. Uh, so we'll see if they continue to stick with their commitments. Um, Raekwon Adkins, Kataris Hicks, um, Stanquan Clark, the three uh, um the three uh, prospects from the South Florida area. I know that there was a news that Stanquan Clark has been pursued by Miami. So there's that possibility of him flipping. Um, and then there's no telling if uh, Adkins or Hicks decide to stay in the class. Adonijah Green has a solid relationship with Scott Satterfield. It seems the four-star defense alignment from Georgia. That's going to be another uh, important prospect um, for Jeff Brom. 
Um, in terms of the guys that are currently committed to Purdue, Purdue did have uh, some decommitments recently. Um, looking to find uh, Terrell Washington, um, a top 1,000 running back from Wiley, Texas, decommitted um, in actually um, today. Also, uh, Kiwan Brown from the Atlanta area, a top 700 running back, decommitted today or yesterday, I should say. Um, you look at who they have committed. Uh, they have one. They have one four-star committed, Kendrick Gilbert, the defensive lineman from, from Cathedral uh, High School in Indianapolis, posted a picture uh, in a Louisville jersey today. Micah Carter from St. X, right in Louisville's backyard. Sadiq Clements, Drake Carlson, uh, Will Height. Um, there's a solid amount of – actually, I think that's Will Helt. Um, the top five commitments for Purdue are all defensive linemen, so that's uh, an area of focus. And not to mention the transfer portal helps out because pre, um, you know, immediate eligibility transfer portal era for a first year head coach, it makes things tricky to, you know, have a lot of success in the first couple of years because of how recruiting um, can work for a first time head coach trying to, um, you know, keep a recruiting class together. If a player were to transfer, he'd have to sit out, but with immediate eligibility, Rebuilds can get sped up very quickly. There's a chance for Louisville with a good amount of scholarships left to, um, you know, address the needs for next year. Go get a uh, a transfer portal quarterback for Pierce Clarkson to learn under. Um, you know, you have the opportunity to go get starter caliber level players in the portal, um, getting depth pieces as well, um, and then continuing to focus on the recruiting class. Because let's face it, even if uh, the California guys decommit um, if they're not able to hold on to the majority of the current Flyville 23 commits, if uh, they're not able to flip other Purdue commits, and the recruiting class is a pretty small class in numbers, that just gives you more scholarship availability for the transfer portal to go after uh, players that are at Purdue. There's some Louisville natives that are in the portal, like Aiden Robbins, running back from UNLV, uh, Stefan Heron, uh, defensive lineman from Stanford, so on and so forth. So you have that opportunity to possibly bring some local guys back to the city, back to this team. Um, you have the opportunity to just go out and get very, very competitive for next year. I'm not saying that you have to win 10 games right off the bat year one, but with a schedule that's pretty favorable next season, with the open scholarships, they have some solid uh, talent returning. Um, obviously, there still will be movement, guys that decide to decommit, uh, to transfer out, so on and so forth. There was news that Ben Perry entered the portal. He's going to play in the bowl game and give the coaching staff a chance. That is extremely good news. But there have been some guys that have entered the portal. Uh, Rance Connor, Luke Kandra, uh, so on and so forth. So um, if Louisville can hold on to some of their returning production, um, you know, keep the majority of Flyville 23 together, get some of the Purdue guys to flip their commitments and um, really hit the transfer portal hard. Don't look now, but Jeff Brom could have the Cardinals in a better spot in 2023 than Satterfield had the Cardinals in 2022. Obviously, some things are going to have to happen, but we'll um, obviously see how that works out. 
Before the remainder of the show, we'll dive into the weekly mailbag. Um, if you are listening to this show on various streaming services, you'll hear a couple of uh, audio implemented advertisements. So just uh, stay tuned uh, following the break. If you are not, or if you're watching this on certain uh, streaming services like YouTube, WHS 11 Plus, you're not going to hear those advertisements. So stay tuned. Sorry, y'all can't speak today, but heading into the final segment of the show, the weekly mailbag. Um, one day left in the week, we'll dive into the mailbag. Uh, Programming-wise, it's going to be all about recruiting the transfer portal, um, the coaching staff next week. Um, the first question I have pertains to this recruiting class. If Pierce Clarkson decides not to come to Louisville, do you see Louisville going from getting a one-year grad transfer to trying to get a quarterback with multiple years of eligibility left? I think it would be more likely of an option. Um, I think that if Pierce Clarkson commits, or let me rephrase, if he stays committed and he signs his national letter of intent, the chances of going out and just getting a one-year grad transfer like um, Austin Cook from Western Kentucky, uh, so on and so forth, are probably higher than if he were to decommit, then maybe you still go with the one-year grad transfer, um, try to um, get a quarterback in the 2023 cycle, but there's not many left, uh, especially of that highly rated caliber. So I would assume that if that's the case, maybe you then look to try to get a quarterback that has multiple years. So definitely, I think that that's a good question, and that's definitely something that uh, could happen depending on what Pierce Clarkson does. Um with Ruben Owens decommitting in your priority list for positions of need, where does running back now stand? That is an extremely good question. Um, you have Jawar Jordan and Maurice Turner right now, assuming that they don't enter the portal. I have been told uh, through the grapevine that Jawar Jordan is excited by the hire of Jeff Brom, so that is good news. Um, those two are very solid. I think Jordan is definitely a... Um, uh, a feature running back in the ACC, which is is definitely something to look forward to. I still think that you need to add possibly two to three more guys in the running back room at that time. Maybe you look to bring Travion Cooley back. Um, but in Brahms offense, you know, there's not going to be as many carries as there were in Satterfield's offense. So we'll see. Um, I think that, you know, priority wise, you're probably looking at top five, probably number five in my opinion. Um, so definitely rises up the priority board. Um, with the schedule not as tough as it was this season, do you think that we could see Louisville have more success next year in the win-loss column? Um, I'm going to actually look up the, the schedule for reference. Um, I mentioned it a little bit here in the – last um segment but yeah i think that there is a solid chance at seven and five obviously you have to um you've got to take care of business you've got to keep some of this recruiting class together you've got to um fill the recruiting class out and do solid in the transfer portal but the schedule does offer the offer you the opportunity to have a solid 2023 seven wins in the regular season this year you look at who the cardinals are playing um, you don't have Clemson or Florida State this year. Your conference play, you have Georgia Tech in the opening game of the season with a new head coach for them as well. Um, you have Boston College, 
Virginia, NC State, Duke, Virginia Tech, Miami, and Pittsburgh. So um, definitely a more favorable ACC slate. Uh, you have Kentucky, obviously, um, but you your non-conference schedule, you have Murray State, you have Indiana, you have Notre Dame as well. So I think that Notre Dame and Kentucky are probably on paper the two hardest teams on the schedule right now. Um, so... It's going to be interesting. Um, another thing is Louisville does not have Wake Forest on the schedule for next year. So I think that you have an opportunity to to put together a pretty solid 2023 uh, slate. No North Carolina as well. So you're um, taking on some of uh, the opposition that you haven't played in a while, like Georgia Tech. Um, so I think that there's a, definitely a, a solid opportunity. The final question for the mailbag pertains to local recruiting. Um, do you think that um, with the perception that Jeff Brom is going to uh, lock the city down in terms of local recruiting, do you think that that will pertain to the transfer portal as well, immediately speaking? Um, I think it will. I, I've been hearing some good things um, centered around Stephen Heron um, and you know his possibility of coming to Louisville. Um, the former Trinity uh, State champion, four-star defensive line prospect, uh, was a very, very solid uh, player for Stanford. Obviously, Stanford, David Shaw retired, and uh, he entered the transfer portal. So I think that Louisville has a solid chance to um, definitely be in the mix for Stephen Heron. Aiden uh, Robbins as well. This makes a lot of sense for Louisville with Aiden Robbins because um, you have two running backs on the team right now. And it makes a lot of sense. You bring Aiden Robbins back to the city. Um, you start to continue to mend over. You start to mend over the relationships that were lost uh, in the second Bobby Petrino stint and, um, you know, Scott Satterfield's team. So um, I'm very, very excited for local recruiting. Um, obviously, Selah Brown, Josh Minkins have already announced that they are returning to next year's team. That is... Um, very encouraging as well. So we'll see just how successful he's going to be right away. Um, I think that this is definitely going to be put in place for future um, you know, recruiting classes, but you're starting to see it already. Guys staying, you know, hometown guys staying. Also, Stefan Heron, Aiden Robbins, you know, two of the local guys that have entered the portal that Louisville could definitely get into the mix with, and there possibly could be some more as well. Um, but as I mentioned, next week we're going to talk a lot about the portal, recruiting. There's going to be a lot of moving parts, so buckle up. Thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Um, we'll see you right back here on Monday. Everyone get out to the KFC Yum Center on Saturday. Cheer on Danny Busbum Kelly and the Louisville Volleyball team as the Cardinals have a spot in the Final Four on the line as they take on the third-seeded Oregon Ducks. Four o'clock, first serve at the Yum Center. So get your tickets and support the Cardinals volleyball team. That's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here on Monday.